Talking Dicks Comedy Podcast. It's a podcast that was spun off from the web series The Two Dicks, now on YouTube. And we're creeping up on a million views. We need 940,000 more. <laughs> shtick. We're doing shtick. <laughs> right out Have of the gate. Have a good audience. Man. Right out of the gate There's with some shtick. There. You'll hear it. Nice. We need it. Believe me. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's been a uh, long we, time. We're actually recording live from the Tropicana Hotel where uh, Al Romas and myself, Al Ducharme, performed all week long uh, at the Laugh Factory. 14 Quite shows. 14 shows. You only saw one of the shows, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually recorded one of our newest episodes, season three of The Two Dicks. Um, that's going to take about seven months to edit to get it down to five minutes because we have four <laughs> hours of nonsense. Uh, but anyways, today's kind of a special uh, podcast. Um, we're doing it live in person. We don't get to do that all that much. And we have a special guest, Al Romus. Who the hell is our special guest today? We do have a special guest, I think. If you're on the Patreon, you're looking right at him. And if you're uh, listening in on all the various podcast format things, you're hearing him Spotify. in a second. Uh, Spotify, Pandora, all that stuff. But uh, he's a great comedian. He's an actor. He's in our new episode playing our captain and uh, longtime friend, John Caponera. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. It's a lot of fun working with you this week, doing the little, uh, you know, two dicks uh, special. The special. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a very special episode. It's a special we, episode because really you guys is. hadn't done one in a couple of years, right? It was because of the pandemic. Uh, we did it long distance. Uh, uh, we had a, uh, one dud and one mediocre one. <laughs> we would try it. And, yeah, I would do it, you know, film in Tampa. He'd film in L.A. and edit it together. And uh, it kind of looked like that, you know. Is so. this one of the few that you actually uh, travel out of state? And... Yeah, well, we did one in Boston. Oh, Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we have the ball. Oh, Atlantic City. Atlantic City and the Caribbean. So it's kind of all over the yeah, place. Yeah, we're all over the place, man. Oh, wow. We're mobile Dude, dicks. Yeah. Travel the world. Travel dicks. <laughs> Traveling dicks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We've been called that many times. <laughs> yeah. And you live now in Vegas. Yeah. Tell yeah, us uh, the move, uh, why, and uh, how you like it. I moved in October. Uh, well... You know, I got divorced, and I, I stayed in L.A. because my daughter, I wanted to wait till she graduated high school to turn 18, and, mm-hmm. I, you know, so I was living in Calabasas in a two-bedroom, two-bath, paying 2500 a month, but I owned a home here that I was renting to a Henderson policeman, right. and I was using the passive income to help me pay my own rent right. in L.A., right. and then when she turned 18, I'm like, well, why am I paying this money, and I own a house outright in Vegas, so right. I, I, I came here, I left my place in June, and for the summer, I went and stayed with my dad while the realtor looked for another place for me, because I wanted to keep the rental, you know? Yeah. yeah. But everything we found was like 30000 over appraisal. It's like California, right. we're moving here by the boatloads, mm-hmm. just throwing money at everybody, and I couldn't compete, you mm-hmm. know? I said, all right, I'm just going to move into my own place. And I, I gave the guy a couple months because he was on a month a month and he yeah. left. And I moved in October 1st. And, uh, you know, my daughter thought I was abandoning her. And I said, hey, you're four hours away. I goes, you were never home when I was here. You'd sneak out at midnight and I'd wake up and you weren't in your room. I'm like, what the hell happened? And I'm like, I said, don't, don't give me the shit that you're banning me. I goes, when you stay with me, you didn't stay with me. I said, so, you know, I'm yeah. four hours away. Right. 
you know, get in your boyfriend's car and drive here and come see me. And, uh, you know, I'll, I come there a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. So I go home once a month. They come here once a month. So I, I see more That's now fine. than right. I did. Exactly. That's how it always And my sons out. are older. They're 24 and 26. They're both in college. Well, one just graduated last week. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. And, you know, it was a seamless transition because nice. I'm working now more than, more than I've ever. ever worked just by living here. Because the clubs call me last minute saying, "Hey, right. you want to fill in for Joe Blow? Uh, got sick or got yeah. COVID or, and we need a we need an act." You were just saying you just got. I just, just picked got a up message another four days this trop week here. at the Trop, yeah. in the feature spot, and I'm like, I don't care where I'm working. Sure. Open feature headline. I says it's just work. Otherwise, right. you'd be home playing with myself, watching you know sports or something. Yeah, exactly. and Rick, Rick Delia was saying a similar thing that he was just getting a lot of dropouts, so his calendar kept filling up and. It's it's great, and I you know it's great for me because I you know forty years on the road on sure. a plane living out of a suitcase that gets old. And yeah, mm-hmm. and man, it's wearing, and I, I had enough of it, so I pretty much was going to retire. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought I'd pick up a couple gigs here sure. and there, and sure. retire. Yeah, just live off. I got my social security and my SAG pension, mm-hmm. and it was enough because I owned the house outright. So it was enough. You when know, did you I buy the Vegas house? I bought it like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it was a good time to buy. Yeah, it was. It was because, you know, that already went up a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Right. Just because of the, the market right now. It's crazy. But, but you uh, came. What? Give us what year you uh, you're from Chicago. I grew up in Chicago. Started doing comedy in Chicago. Yeah. And what you came to L.A. I know your story. Look, because we've hung out. Were you coming to L.A.? Were you doing Star Search? Was yeah. That what brought I got you called to, LA? to do Star Search. <laughs> I was twenty nine. OK. It was nineteen eighty five. And I told my mom, I said, listen, man, I, maybe this is a this is an omen for me to move out there and give it a shot. Mm-hmm. How, long was, you, how long have you been doing comedy at this point? I had started in 79. Okay. But I was headlining in the Midwest, all the local clubs, you know, in Ohio and right. Detroit and all over the Indiana, all over the Midwest. But, you know, I, I wanted to see how I could fare in L.A. or New York and I I picked L.A. because the guys I did work with in New York that were headliners, they had all moved to L.A. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm right. like, well, why, why am I going to go to New York? Am I just, just cut to the chase? Yeah. So when Star Search called, I, I said, hey, man, I'm going. I said, uh, not that I lived at home. <laughs> Ma! That's <laughs> the meatloaf! You got the meatloaf! <laughs> Johnny, don't leave me. Don't leave me, Johnny. Oh I keep God. saying I gotta mom, go to Hollywood. She mom. was my favorite audience. <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, I just got in my little Toyota Corolla, drove to L.A. You know what's crazy too is that I, I got so lucky. I'm in the Hyatt, right next to the Comedy Store, and I'm in my room the first night there, and I'm going to tape the next night. And so I'm, I'm looked down. I go, Jesus, that's the Comedy Store. Because I wonder if I could get on stage and do my little bullshit two minutes, you know? Right. And uh, so I go down there and I, I tell the guy at the door, I don't, it might have been Harris Pete or something, one of the old timers working there. I go, Is there any way I could get on tonight? I'm, I'm doing star, uh, star Search tomorrow. And uh, he goes, All right, wait here. So he comes out, he goes, Yeah, sit in the back. We'll, we'll get you on later. So I finally get up and I do 10 minutes and I. I I have a decent set. You know, I was happy with it. And I, I'm walking off stage, and they go, oh, Mitzi wants to touch you. I'm like, oh, who the hell's Mitzi? <laughs> <laughs> and the, wow. So she's sitting in the back of the room. She says, are you here for good, or are you just here to do the show? 
I go, no, I moved out here, and I'm, I'm going to give it a go. She goes, call in Monday for spots. And all these people start patting me on the back and shaking my hand. I go, what's going on? She goes, dude, she just made you a paid regular. There's guys working the door for two years trying, <laughs> trying to be to a paid <laughs> regular. And I, oh. Now you're hated by many. <laughs> now I'm hated by many. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, that, you know, I started working there, and then she took me to Vegas the same year to work the dunes. And then she had the club in La Jolla. Oh, wow. Then I had my other clubs back in the Midwest. Sure. So uh, the only thing is, I didn't have a place to stay. I was still doing Star Search. Right. Right. So you're in a hotel. And I, I figured, man, I got to win at least a couple times so I could look for a place because right. they had to keep you at the Hyatt. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I met a couple of guys I had worked with on the road. They played basketball over at St. Ambrose Church, which was right near the, uh, the Hyatt, right near the comedy store. Mm-hmm. So John Borches calls us, hey, John, we're playing over here at this church. You want to come over and hang? Because he knew I played ba ba basketball. And so I went over there, and I'm meeting all these guys, and we're playing. And Jimmy Miller, you know, you know Jimmy Miller? Sure. It's uh, Dennis Miller's younger brother. He right. had just moved out there. Mm -hmm. And he heard that I was looking for a place, and he comes up to me and says, hey, yeah, I heard you're looking for a place. Uh, I go, yeah. He goes, so am I. He says, my brother, Dennis. He says he's got a place right down the hall from him in the, this building over on Wilshire and Fairfax. I go, awesome. So we go over there. We look at it. It's only a one bedroom, but the kitchen and the bathroom were in the middle. You didn't have to go through anybody's space oh, okay. to get it. So yeah. I took the living room, made it a bedroom, and, stuff, right. and he took the bedroom. And uh, it was perfect. It was like four fifty a month. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Nineteen eighty-five. Wow. Wilshire and Fairfax. Four fifty a month. Did it come with a Glock? Did they have Glocks back then? <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was a great space. And a week after I moved in, Dennis got SNL. Oh. I was just going to ask you, and what period gone. is he gone there? Okay. He's no, gone. he had just gotten it like a week after I moved in, and wow. and he left. Wow. And me and Jimmy, you know, Jimmy was, you know, working at a. Uh, a place that's sold sports paraphernalia, you know, really? different shirts okay. and that. Mm -hmm. Just Dicks? Yeah, was no, it Dicks? no, it was it was just this, uh, a private Dicks place called goods? the Scoreboard or something like that. Yeah. And anyway, uh, and then he's then he got a job out at the Comedy Magic Club, helping out doing odds and ends and everything. Right. And then they that you know they gave him more responsibility as he went on. And you know, one day he decides to become a manager. Sure, why not? And. He's like a multi-millionaire yeah, I know. I know. producing movies, <laughs> and yeah, you know his first guy, his first client was Jim Carrey. You should have taken the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And sometimes I paid rent. Sometimes I would pay the whole rent because he didn't have it. He was eating ketchup soup, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Hot water and ketchup. I would take the rent, and then he becomes a big good manager. I'm like, remember I paid the rent a couple times? Throw me a bone once in a while. Did you ever see him again throughout the years? Oh, yeah. And you, oh, yeah, he okay. would give me some of his yeah, ticket. Little... He had private seats over at the Laker games and the okay and the hockey games. I liked the hockey, so he would throw me. Every time the Blackhawks came to right, LA, he would throw right. me the tickets and stuff. You know, oh, cool, right? That's but cool. Um, wow. And how did you do on Star Search? How many? Uh, I won a couple did times. You win a couple so rounds. They, they had to put me up for at least a week and a half. And uh, it's funny. Yeah. The second time I was on, or the third, 
I was up against Jenny Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. She ended up winning. I was going to say, didn't she? Yeah, she won the whole, the whole thing, thing. and then right. she got the talk show after that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting to go on, and she's out there. She's got this mini skirt on, and she's got her hair full. She looked like a white Tina Turner, you know? Right? She did actually. So <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'm in the back thinking, I wish I had a mini skirt right now. I'd, I'd wear it. I just wear it just to, to spite her, you know? Because <laughs> I knew what she was trying to pull, you know? So sure enough, we both do our sets. We're waiting to be judged and. Ed McMahon turns to her and says, no, Jenny, remember Thursday, bloopers. She was doing the bloopers, oh, bleepers, geez. and blunder right. show. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're just throwing cahoots. <laughs> no I got a snowball's chance of winning this thing. It's a Purdue show. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. They already have the winners who they want to move. Yeah, yeah. As, soon as, I, as, soon as, as soon as he says that to her, I go, oh, fuck, fuck. I lost it. And the winner, Jenny Jones. Yep. I go, yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> See you Thursday, Jenny. <laughs> and thanks for the blunder. So you put, in a few, you put in a few years here in L.A., and then you got you got some traction and you got some development uh, deals and whatnot. Yeah, it's so funny. I uh, I was working regularly at the comedy store, just working every night, doing my stuff, and I ended up working with uh, Rick Messina was my manager. You know Rick? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Tim yeah. Al- Tim Allen's uh, yeah, manager. yeah. So he had a I, when I first approached him to manage me, he only had John Mulrooney mm-hmm. at the time. Okay, right. Well, Rick, Rick was a bartender at Eastside Comedy yeah. Club on Long Island. Yeah. Uh, before I got there. But and then was, he went to Catch Rising Star. And then he went to Catch, but um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he had moved out there, and I had been so there. So he just had John Mulrooney? He had just that was had it. John Mulrooney. Him and Richard wow. Baker, they okay. handled John Mulrooney. Right. And I went to his office one day looking for him to manage me. He said, listen, we... He goes, I like what you do, John. He goes, and uh, we're going to keep you on the radar. We're just young and starting. Mm-hmm. He said, but when we start to expand, you know. And then he calls me out of the blue one day. And he says, listen, uh, I know I'm not handling you, but we just got the breakdowns. And there's this, this they're doing a Miller Genuine draft commercial. And they're looking for comics. And I'm, I can get you in on it. And I go, all right, great. So I get in. I, I land the spot. I land the, oh, It's a it. national spot. I remember Miller, that. Miller genuine old, draft. Was that when all the the football players and they were doing that? Was that sports uh, sports figures? different athletes were doing Miller? No, they. Is that a different? Okay, yeah, that could be a different. <clears throat> yeah. I forget what campaign it was, but uh, it, it actually came down between me and Rich Scheidner. Okay, and uh, I ended up getting a part, but it was my first national commercial, and it actually got me in the SAG. Because it was a national spot, it aired in the Academy Awards. That's oh, when it wow. aired. Wow. A billion viewers, <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> Holy you know, shit! I got so lucky, and then uh, it got me in the SAG, and and then um, he sends me out for another spot. I forget what commercial it was, but I landed it. So the next day, he said, "Just oh. come in. We're going to sign you." Wow! Come in right. the next yeah, day. of course. <laughs> wow! So you, right out of the gate. Well, you know, when I moved to LA, I, I decided to get back into acting because I. I, you know, I did like five plays in college. I wanted to be an actor, but mm-hmm. I didn't have the money to move to L.A. or New York and pursue it. So I, I ended up going to comedy clubs to get stage time. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I did that is because in college, for my senior year, we had a we had a class called Advanced Public Speaking. And for the finals, everybody had to do a comedy monologue. Right. And the teacher didn't care if you uh, plagiarized and did bits off of Richard Pryor or Robert Klein. Or, sure. 
you know, as long as you're committed to the material, mm-hmm. he was pretty much judging you on that. And and I said, screw this. I, I, I used to do impressions, you know, so I right. put a bunch of these celebrities together in a baseball game scenario, you know, and, you know, all the guys are dead now. But anyway, I do this thing for class and the people are howling, you know, in the class. And he gives me an A for the, the, the grade. And afterwards, this kid comes up to me in the class. He says, hey, John. He goes, you know, they got a gong show going in Joliet, which was right near the school, at this bar. I go, what are you telling me for? He goes, you can, you, you can do that bit you did. Do the bit you did for class. It was killer. People were hysterical, laughing. I said, I wrote that for class. I don't even have it memorized, you know, because I was cheating off sure. the paper. Yeah. He goes, John, it was so funny. You got to do it. So I memorized it, and we go over to this bar, and they got this gong show going on in this place. At this local bar, right? This is when the Gong Show was popular. Sure. Okay, and all these local haunts were yeah, doing. Yeah, they their all did it. Yeah, versions, <laughs> fifty bucks or whatever. Yeah. If you so if you don't want, get well, gong, this was five hundred dollars yeah. to win this thing. Oh, okay, that's a lot of money. Back and then. I I go up Joliet. and do my act. I won five hundred dollars. Jesus, no, come yeah. on, <laughs> with the bid I wrote for class. And I holy shit! Wait, so, <laughs> star, <laughs> star search, two commercial bookings right out of the gate, five hundred bucks. Oh, no, yeah. And now you with the two dicks in a hotel room. <laughs> he's coming back is what you're saying <laughs> he's coming back. it's a comeback yeah so so a month later yeah i graduate and i'm playing in the softball league in chicago with, you know with my buddies and we go to the bar that sponsors us we're drinking in our uniforms and i look over they got a, they got a gong show going on in the, in the same bar we were really? watching it drinking and i'm like I'm, I'm better than half these people <laughs> So I go, listen, I want to get up. You know, and he puts me on the thing. I get up and I do the same bit I wrote for class. Right. I win another five hundred dollars. <laughs> Let's go to the tables right John, now. Let's put this on hold and get him over. Well, there. John just works gong shows. That's pretty much it. He <laughs> So I'm like, I I win a thousand dollars within two months and I, I never had any money in that college was, at all. That was a ton of money. Yeah. For yeah. a college kid back then. Yeah, so afterwards, you know, I'm twenty two years old. Afterwards this guy comes up and says, Listen, dude. You got to go to the comedy room. It's a com- I goes, what's that? He goes, it's a comedy club in Lyons, Illinois, which was only 20 minutes from my house. It's a suburb. He goes, yeah, every Thursday they have open mic night. I goes, what's that? He goes, well, you go up and you just do five minutes, you know, and they, they put you in between the, the regulars. And uh, yeah, he said every Thursday. I go, so like Thursday later, I got a couple friends. We drove out there and he puts me on the list. I get up and I. I do my little bullshit eight minute act. He's looking you know? for a gong. I, I didn't. I was so. <laughs> Is there a gong here? I, I need a gong. Where's the five hundred bucks? I need a gong. Just gong. give it to me now. I own this. <laughs> I work for five hundred bucks. That's I only I work do. with a gong. So, so yeah, I, I get in. In fact, Arsenio Hall was there that night, and uh, I, Ed Fiala, Ted Holum, a bunch of. I don't know if you know any, any of these guys, but you know they were the regulars at the mm-hmm. time, and. He slips. They used to slip you in between just to keep the show mm-hmm. uh, even. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it wasn't like they do shit now and they just throw everyone up at once. Twenty open micers. Yeah, yeah, and right. there's all twenty open micers in the audience. Right. You know, this right. this was a regular audience. Yeah. So, yeah. which was cool. And uh, you know, I do my little bullshit act, and I was so scared because, I, you know, I did. Plays in college. I was used to being on stage, but not just you and the onus is being funny. Sure. Okay. So I would, go, I would get on stage and go, 
Folks, imagine, if you will, a bunch of celebrities getting together for a game of baseball. I think it would go something uh, like turn around. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> and then I would just do the spiel, and I would just lock into my act, and yeah. then when it was over, I'd say goodnight. You know? And I did that for a year because I, until I got comfortable sure. on do my you, feet. Do you remember any of that bit? Like any of it at all? Like I just remember at the end, it was like the Caddy Capers versus the Sullivan Shoes, and there was a play at the plate at the end of the game, and and Jimmy Caddy goes, uh, J- uh, Walter Brennan was was the was the umpire. Jimmy Caddy goes, what do you mean he's already shaved? He's already shaved. He's got to be one of the other, doesn't he? I don't know. He's late in the but he was shaved, but he dropped the ball, he picked the ball real quick, <laughs> and he tagged him maybe the hammer so fast, and what the hell's going on? <laughs> well, you silly cocksucker. You're making these calls out of your ass, you senile bass. You know, oh, it was just that he was destroyed. <laughs> the room. Oh, my God. It was. Yeah. It just It just became a funny bit, and, and uh, but I... I hid behind that bit for so long, just doing impressions, and I, I reached a point where I go, I gotta do, I gotta start doing other stuff because I, I don't want to be known as impressionist my whole life. I go, yeah. But did you, you do? The, but you had you, the storytelling oh, rhythm already, right? Is that what it was? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was able to get into the bit, and 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 I just would go from character to character, right, you know. Right. Would you do Harry Carey in that? Yeah, because you were known. I mean, I before I even did comedy, I saw you on TV. Harry, Harry Carey. Carey. Yeah, I think you really had the first one. I would credit you. Well, well the thing is, I was mind. doing Harry Carey in Chicago in the clubs when he was just with the White Sox. Right. So I can only do him locally. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to the Cubs, and he's on WGN, the national. And uh, yes. and everyone got to watch him every right. day, and he became a national uh, uh, celebrity. celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was able to do him anywhere I travel. Right, and right. The bit just became, uh, you know, iconic for me because. But was anyone doing it before you? I mean, not honestly, that I, I don't not think that I know. Right, I think you were the one who I, the I very think, first. I think locally, me and Ken Severa used to do them back and forth to each other because okay. he did them too. Okay, right. so we would we we would hang out and just do Harry dueling Harrys, right. messing around, you know. But uh, the, the, the Harry was funny because the. The main thing I would talk about is how he the game was incidental to the story he was telling. You know, I said first of all he would just say whatever came with. Hey, here comes Sandberg around third, safely in the second. And it was like how many beers have you had? You know, he, you know, hey, we got a shutout, brilliant from Milwaukee. The under seven, the Indians five, the Packers two. So what do you want, the Cavassier? The, the, the game was right. incidental to the story he was telling. I was on Rush Street last night. I picked up this floozy after the game. There's a throw to first. Anyway, I took her out for some Mexican food. I love the jalapeno peppers. You know, there's a... There's a there's a fastball off Grace's head, both benches empty. So we go back to my place, start playing Tonsilaki. One thing leads to another. She starts screaming, my coochie's on fire. My coochie's on fire. I thought I had the golden touch, but I still had the jalapeno juice on my fingers. That's a triple play. So she does a beeline for the bathroom. I peek in and she's sitting on the sink splashing herself. I put the pillow over my head to keep from laughing. That's a grand slam. But the thing is... <laughs> uh, yeah, that bit is great. Oh that, I love that I bit. Believe, Holy I shit! Know, but having 
here. You that know is what so I mean? funny. It's just so much more. God. It's just so much more. Oh, than, man. Uh, Did, what'd you do that? Uh, what was the, like, uh, when you did on TV, would it even get the improv or, like, where would I have seen that bit when I was, well, say, you know, it's funny. in the I, Navy I or something? I actually did it on, uh, remember that show, it was on ESPN with Roy Firestone? Oh, sure. The interview show? Yeah. Where he would make I people cry? I actually was on with Harry because he, he loved oh, really? Harry oh, really? Yeah. So I, I, he brought oh, me wow. on with Harry, and I was doing Harry for him and Harry. Harry was sitting next to me. I wonder oh, if we could God. find that on YouTube. And uh, it used to be on there for a long time, but I don't know. I can't That must be. I remember it. I used to watch that show. Yeah. All the time. Oh, I, I got so much. So I got so much uh, oh. feedback from that particular yeah because roy firestone was very popular at the time oh it was huge it was a huge show yeah and, and mean, his he, thing was he made everyone cry he was known yeah to, he would make you cry somehow yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. but uh yeah. he, wow. i was on it with harry and he, he i remember saying to harry i goes you know you make me laugh because uh, you know you always um i know you're gonna bag on somebody when you start a sentence going Here's a guy, you know. As soon as he goes, here's a guy. Here's a guy, Jose Concepcion, grew up in the Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico, one of those islands where the sun shines, 365 days a year, and he misses a pop up in the sun. I just can't figure it out. And he he's on the show with me. He goes, I can't. He goes, I can't. Oh, my God. Uh, that was so uh, fun to be on the show with him. That's amazing. And then I roasted him one time right here in Vegas at the Bally's. They were doing a roast of Harry, and I was on the dais. Really? And I got to roast him that night, and, and it just it brought the house down. It was so fun hanging with him and meeting with him, and we had beers afterwards. And Do you do? Uh, did you do a lot of those kind of? Because you're, so, you're into sports. You do yeah, very Yeah, I did carry. a lot of sports. You seem like that would be a perfect I did a match. ton of sports banquets. I yeah. kind of found a niche for myself. We would do these sports banquets all across the country with uh, this company that uh, would get all the local celebrities. They would have it, uh, an awards night for the local celebrities. You know, best newcomer, you know, most improved, uh, the MVP of the town. Mm -hmm. And we and Tom Dreesen would host it, and I would always do 10 minutes. Right. And that was a great little thing. And then I did a ton of Mercedes-Benz uh, uh, golf outings. I got to play some of the best courses in the country. Wow. Just traveling with Mercedes-Benz sure. wherever they promoted their uh these these great golf country clubs you know spygrass and all these great places i i got money for just doing the 10 minutes of comic relief at the sit down dinner sh after show you mm -hmm. know where they would give out awards for closest to the pin and right they'd have right. a big dinner and i would go up and do 10 10 or 15 minutes sure and, so, that, so i got a lot of work from just doing sports stuff yeah that's cool so cool wow yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, you so, moved to L.A. So I, yeah, it's fun. It's funny. I'm working with Messina. He's getting me mm -hmm. gigs here and there. And you know what was cool is that they never took a commission unless it was TV related. Oh, they cool. let me oh, do really? it. Okay. That was the cool thing about Messina Baker. Yeah. I never. They weren't nickel and diamond me. Right. Right. You know when you did it's a nice. gig, yeah. it was only when it was only when commercials or any kind of TV episodics or anything came in the. Mm -hmm. came in to play that they would step in. So one day, uh, 
he calls me. He says, listen, uh, Tim, you know, their big star at the time was Tim Allen. Right. He was their big breakout star. And he, you know, home improvement was off and running, and they were just, they were big shots now. And this is in the, what, the uh, mid this was in the uh, this was in the early nineties, early to mid, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they call me. It was like ninety one or ninety two. No, it was actually nineteen ninety three. They call me in and they said, "Listen, would you open for Tim up? He's doing theater in the round down in Irvine." You know, okay. I go, "Yeah, I'll go in there and do twenty minutes." So I go down there and I have a killer twenty minutes. And the, unbeknownst to me, the Disney executives were in the audience because Disney produced Tim's show for ABC. Mm -hmm. And the head of the TV entertainment was there, Dean Valentine. And he sees me and he meets with Rick afterwards. He goes, listen, we think this guy's the next Tim Allen. And he goes, great. He goes, we want to get Warren Littlefield out to see him. Uh, He he was the head of NBC at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we set up a spot at the comedy store, like a Wednesday night, you know? And I, I called in every friend I knew. I just called them out personally. So listen. Come down. Just come down to the show. I said, fill the room up. Yeah. Fill the room up. Laugh. I said, it'll be free to get in. You know, laugh like De Niro in Cape Fear. Remember when he was in the theater just laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that scene? <laughs> Where he was in the theater just laughing at everything? With a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like you could have a cigar in a theater. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, they all showed up. And I had a, you know, because I packed the room myself. And yeah. I had a killer set. The next day they called and said, yeah, we, we, we want to give him a pilot. Wow. And wow. that's how it happened. Now, see, you did know they were coming down that night. Littlefield was coming down. I and knew all Littlefield. That. I but didn't the, know the but, other right. time that they were going. The other people were going to be because there. when that happened to me on a lower level, when I didn't know anybody was there, I was free. I did whatever I wanted. It was great. And then when they said so and so is coming to see you tonight, <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, I was nervous as hell, but yeah. <laughs> after the first few laughs, and I knew the yeah. crowd was mine, and that they were there to see me. Sure. And I, you know, I just. You get those first few laughs and you kind of yeah let it go, kind of let but, it go. And I just locked in and did my thing. And the next day they called and said, "Yeah, we want to offer him a pilot." And, but when May came around and they were choosing shows, uh, they they put me on as a mid season replacement, so mm-hmm. I wasn't on the fall schedule. So we shot all our shows during the fall, and they were all in the can by the time thirteen even one right. of them aired. All thirteen. What was the yeah. what was the premise of the show? Because like in those days. You know, they were given comics who had, like, their act became the show. Like, Tim well, Allen's they did act a lot or of Roseanne. Like, you know, was your funny. act based? Yes. Was. Okay. Well, you know, they, they got, you know, their producers got together with me and they said, listen, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't, uh, you know, we're just throwing ideas yeah. out there to try to come up with the premise of the show. Right. And I said, I don't know. I was a communications major. I, I, maybe I'd go into sales or something like that or management or Middle management. I, I have no idea. They said, "Well, what about if you managed like a lock company? You know, or you, you know, you're from Chicago, you blue collar, because they wanted to grab my essence of where mm-hmm. I'm from." Sure. And I go, "Yeah, I, I, I could see me doing something like that." So I became. I was a manager of a lock company. Of a lock company. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And it's funny because the first episode, my son forgets to lock the place up. We get ripped off. 
It's oh. a lot. <laughs> the irony of the right. first episode. Right. <laughs> you know, I can any, see it working, though. You know, but I, I remember. I had a wife and three kids. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and um, I remember it after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, it, that's when it because I remember that Super Bowl, whatever, whoever played, but that was a big, the promo for this. Yeah, but this the, coming the, up what really hurt me big. is that we had all all the shows in the can, mm-hmm. and instead of doing the actual pilot that we shot, which was very funny, yeah, they end up doing like the third or fourth episode and putting it first. Um, so things were out of yeah, you don't even things know the were out of sequence, right? Yeah. And it did, you know, and and that hurt. I, that you know, and then we were on for two weeks, and they took us off because of the Winter Olympics and. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. just uh, all the momentum we garnered, you know, from the Super Bowl and being on the first three weeks was taken away when they took us off for two weeks for the Olympics. So then they took us off and then they put us on a different night and then they put it yeah, on no a different chance. time. And right. No chance. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. did, did you go doomed. right? Into, it was doomed. Yeah. So when did you do the uh, Drew Carey thing? When was that? Well, that was like a couple years later. Drew ended up. Getting his own show. Was he on your show? Yeah, he, he got was, seen yes. from my show. Okay, and one of the writers on my show got a deal mm-hmm. and wanted Drew as the oh, as the lead. He wanted as the lead. He I said, "Listen, I, I got this deal over at ABC, and uh, I want to do a do do a show around you." Mm. And uh, you know, Drew, he knew Drew because he also. He was a he was a consultant on my show, I but see. he ended up becoming Drew's uh, uh, executive producer. I got you. Okay, and uh, he was on ABC. And Drew's show came out, and they put it in between like Home Improvement and Roseanne. Oh, right, like, sweet. Like, the no so it's like a no spot. fail yeah, spot. Yeah, you could, yeah, yeah, I remember. And it ended, <laughs> ended up getting canceled after the first year, but the show they replaced it with over the summer. Did worse, so they brought it back by default. Oh, really? And it ended that. up taking off. It oh, really? The second year. time around? It, it ended up taking off wow. in its sophomore year. Okay, so now this is, comes into mm. where I first met you. Because uh, I was doing Evening at the Improv and in that around that time. What were that, 93, yeah. 94? It was, yeah, it was 94, probably. Yeah, yeah. So Dennis Franz, who was the, one of the stars of NYPD Blue. From Chicago. From Chicago. Yeah. Was supposed to host my episode, and I was so excited but he was stuck on set because they were, they ran over and he couldn't make it. So you were the hot comic at the time because you had development deals and sitcoms and all kinds of shit. So they asked you, and you know your side of the story of this. All of a sudden they go, you know, John Cap is going to host your show. You know, John Caponera is going to host your show. I'm like, oh, cool, okay. I'm just freaking out right now. That's all. But go ahead. And then you. Yeah, I think uh, they. I think you're right because so were you I asked, think they called we, me last minute. Yeah. Said, hey, you want to host the show? Because I did about 11 of them, and right. I knew uh, Bud pretty well, and mm-hmm. they knew I had just gotten a series, and mm-hmm. they said, you know, uh, you want to host a show? I go, yeah, of course. And um, it's funny because <laughs> Bud, Bud would always break my balls because I'd stand in the hallway waiting to go on, and he goes, John, do you have a series? Right. No, but get out of the waitress's way. <laughs> so when I got my series, I would deliberately stand in the hallway waiting for him to come up to me and go, John, do you have a series? As a matter of fact, but I do. <laughs> that you can stand wherever you want. <laughs> no, but anyway, yeah, I remember hosting the show. I can't, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember who no, all of course not. Was oh, you, how was But you, you did come up and you go, you go, so is it, is it Dusham? Dusham? Dushum? How do you say it? How do you say it? Quick, kid, come on, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, 
Ducharme. What? Ducharme. Okay. Al Ducharme. <laughs> Did I fuck? Did you I got, No, it you got it. You got it, but you oh, emphasized Jesus it. It was Christ. It was great. I got to go get that somewhere, that clip somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you did a lot of evening, because that was like really the only comedy show on TV at the time when I would, you know, it was like, I want to be do comedy, and I would watch. There wasn't a lot of stand-up on TV, but it was evening at the Improv. Yeah. They're... And I saw you do a bunch of them. I remember when I met you, I was telling you that I loved the bit about, and you were like, oh, man, I don't do that anymore. It's old. And, but it was about the, uh, the sailing, U.S. Yeah. <laughs> You know the uh, what is that called? <laughs> the, yeah, the the um, uh, what is that when you you know the, the United States we sail against other countries? The cup? And, yeah, the yeah. Cup, the World Cup. The or, World no, Cup. No, the uh, yeah. I remember right, the, the World Cup. World Cup. Uh, you know sailing. what? You, you know what I did then? I was the Dennis Miller show. Was Dennis, it Dennis, Dennis Miller show? Dennis had a sitcom. I might have done it on that. I might have done been, it. On it could have been because I watched. Too. I I did watch Miller's talk show at that time. I did it. I did it. So on it could Miller's have been on that. Show. Yeah, it was so great, and I thought because it was like comedians were doing a lot of the same stuff, and I just thought, what the fuck? I've never heard a bit about the sailing cup. Like that's amazing. <laughs> Who's <laughs> well, the whole premise bit? was is where do they find these guys? Right. Right. All right. Next. <laughs> what do you like? I don't know. I don't like a shoulder position. Let's get someone else in there. And then I'm doing the captain. We're getting too much kelp. We're getting that too much that, kelp. The kelp. Yes, that was it. You said kelp like fifty times. I don't even remember the bit. Too much so kelp. Long, but I have to get that. We gotta get rid of that kelp. Too much kelp. That was hysterical. Kelp. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Very funny. Oh man! So yeah, that there's, there's, there's bits that I did back in the day. You know, those yeah. Things at the improv, people remind me of that. I, I go, oh, man. Well, it sucks now. It's too. They're all on. Like we've done all these, but we have it on. You know, it's VHS and yeah. And then even if you if you put it on disc, who has? You don't have anywhere to play it. Yeah. So these things are like unwatchable, really. Now it has to be links. You got to send someone a link. You yeah, got to upload it to Vimeo or um, YouTube. One time, someone came yeah. up and said, "Man, you." I remember watching you do this bit. It was like you, you were talking about the, you know, the captain of the the, the Valdez. You know, the the ship that's sure. uh, that hit the oil right, yeah. in, in Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, the fact that he had to go to AA meetings now, right? Because <laughs> he was drunk when it happened. <laughs> and the whole bit was about him. Said, you know how everyone thinks they have the saddest story at AA meetings. <laughs> Right. You know, and then this guy gets up there. <laughs> well, I had a little boating accident. You know, I just got, got drunk and I kind of, you know, crashed an oil tanker in Alaska messing up the ecological system for the next 50 years. <laughs> Get this guy a drink. I go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, man, it was a killer bit. And then, you know, time fades and yeah. it's like it's outdated. You yeah. can't just, some things are great. But you can't use it. That's anymore. the problem with writing almost topical. Yeah. You know, yeah. because, yeah, it's funny and it's a great bit, but now you go, Val, no one, you know, no one remembers and it. And then you're oh, starting, Valde- you start hoping for another disaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Change the name so of the I can ship. Go, remember. <laughs> yeah. Remember back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You, it's weird. Like you to re-erect it. <laughs> and you were telling us, we were in the green room the other night uh, before the show was hanging out, and you were telling us about, we were talking about, uh, you know, getting fired from gigs or things and, uh, what was the bit about you were talking about where it was at Carnival? You were on Carnival. Oh, yeah. And just it kept us that story. You're on Carnival Cruises. I'm working and, uh, Carnival. Yeah. And we had done all our shows. And they came up to us and said, listen, can you do one more in the main room uh, uh, for whatever reason? And uh, I said, yeah, I could piece together a, 
a, a 20 minutes, half hour, whatever. So, you know, I, I was, I'm doing this bit that I had done for 11 years on Carnival every week. Mm-hmm. Every week, no problem. Not yes. even not even notice, not even a, hey, watch this or watch that, or could you take this out of the air? Nothing. So, unbeknownst to me, in the crowd is the head of Carnival because they were christening okay. a new ship. Well, it wasn't a new ship. It was a ship they brought in the dock and redid it, oh, you know, because yeah. all the toilets got fucked up or something, and <laughs> right, they had to redo right, the ship. Right, you know? right. Dry dock. And yeah, so and dry dock. Yeah. So now they renamed it. New and name. Re- rename it, and they're christening a new ship. It's a bunch of bullshit. Carnival the Flush, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carnival the Flush. <laughs> it would have been appropriate. Yeah. So I'm doing a spin. It's about a... You know, I said, it's it's about a charity gig I did. I said, you know, I said, you know, where you you, you do, a, you run, and every mile you run, more money goes to the charity because you get people to sponsor you. And afterwards, I'm huffing and puffing, thinking, man, you want to raise money for a charity, you should just have like a drink-a-thon, you know, like a drink-a-keg for Katie. You know, you get people to sponsor you, and then every beer you drink, a buck goes to Katie. You make a million dollars. You have people lying around, lying up around the block, going, "Hey, wait, let me get this straight. I don't have to run anywhere, or jog, or walk. All I got to do is drink a beer. A buck goes to Katie. Sign me up. I'll get twenty guys in my cell right now. Yeah, get down and drink a cake for Katie. Yeah, you drink a beer. A buck goes to Katie. Who the hell cares who Katie is? Some chicken wheelchair. Just get your ass down here. It's a free party, you moron. The guys are coming up at the end of the night. How are you doing for Katie? <laughs> I think we can, we can do better. <laughs> Give me five more beers. <laughs> Katie's going to walk out of here before I do. <laughs> we don't walk till Katie walks. We don't walk till Katie walks. <laughs> He's getting more drunk. He's like, you know, Katie, you're not looking half bad. <laughs> when you say you and me, Katie. Come on, I'll give you five hundred dollars. <laughs> put it charge to charity. <laughs> I want to have sex with Ken. Does that make me a bad guy? I didn't mean that. That didn't come out right. I just thought maybe you were lonely, and I was I'm such a loser, Katie. I'll give you a thousand dollars. That's the whole bit. Right. Show. Yeah, great. Hysterical. Well, so funny. I have a killer show. Uh-huh. I have one of the best shows of the week. Of course. And I'm in my room, and I get a ring, you know, from the yeah. the assistant cruise director or whatever. And, hey, uh, did, did you do um, a show tonight where did you do a bit of a, 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 did you call a girl in a, in a wheelchair? Did you yell at some girl in a wheelchair? Or what? I, I don't even, what, what wheelchair? What are you talking about? This is great when they're not at the show. They're not at the they're show. They're getting this weird telephone game version of what happened now. Yeah. You know, it's. It's like the bit now became John yelling at a girl in a wheelchair. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, they said, were you making fun of a woman in a wheelchair? <laughs> right. a wheelchair? What the hell are you talking about? I don't even know if the girl, if a woman in a wheelchair was there. I can't sure. even see the crowd. I'm blinded by that spotlight. Mm-hmm. They go, yeah, well, the owner of the ship or the owner of the company. <laughs> uh, says Howard that, Hughes. Says, says that you were putting down some woman in a wheelchair. Oh, my and I'm God. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. I said, you know what? I, I said, listen, talk to the other comic, Kathleen Dunbar. She was on the ship with me. She went on before me. She sat and watched my show. 
She could vouch for me. I said, so could the comedy manager of the room. He could vouch for me. Yeah, maybe. A Mexican guy who spoke barely any English running the room. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, uh, I don't hear anything. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we we have to go dock the next day and go back out. So we go back out, and I go do my show. So I figured, oh, everything must have blown over, and everything's cool. I'm, I'm leaving some island to fly home. And I get a text from my uh, from Don Casino agency going, mm-hmm. listen, uh, uh, I got I just got word from Carnival they're le- they're they're taking you off the roster for some reason. I go, what? They go, yeah, you, you, it's making fun of some woman in a wheelchair. <laughs> I go, you know what? I said, fuck it. Fuck? I said, fine, <laughs> let them take me off. I'm tired of working this cruise line anyway. I was going to quit anyway. I just threw in that gig at the last minute. I right. just, it was my farewell show yeah. anyway. <laughs> so, but let, it's it's a bit that you did for a decade. Yeah. Tried a true decade crushes. One. No, of course not, and not what no reason for it. Yeah, because I wasn't. People in wheelchairs love the bit. Is he going to do the wheelchair bit? Because it's the funniest thing. And you then the one woman. People in wheelchairs were laughing. Sure, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm not being facetious about that. Yeah. They usually do. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. now they think, oh, we're included. Of course, yes. yeah. We're not being. We're yeah. not being ignored. We're inclusive. We're yeah. not being like. Yeah. Exactly. I would see them sitting in their wheelchairs, clapping yeah. and laughing. Yeah. I love how Carnival had you do another set of shows, though, <laughs> before canning Oh, yeah. You. Well, we can't get a comic last minute. Yeah. Make him go out and do this for We're us. Very offended. We'll We're very offended by it, but we'll be offended in three more days. Right now, we need some shows. Right now, yeah. yeah. Now get to work. Meanwhile, it just goes away for that one person. Yeah. That, it, it's a done deal a day later, two days Dick later. Goes. You know. Wow. But, you know, they call me again if the pandemic's over. Sure. Because they're hurting for comics. Sure, yeah. Because nobody wants to go back. All is forgiven. Everything. All is come forgiven, on back. John. Come, come on, on back. back. We yeah. got spots next month. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm working. You can do the yeah. wheelchair bit. <laughs> <laughs> wheelchair bit's <laughs> back. It's back on. He wants to keep. But now you're in Vegas, and you don't, you're working all the time. You don't really even need to be looking at it's ships so or funny. anything. It's so funny. I, I just, I'm, it was such a seamless transition here. He's got no mortgage either. Am I yeah. To, is that okay to expose that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's the beauty of why I moved here. Yeah. Because it's like, I want to retire. I don't want to work the road anymore. I'm sick of living out of a suitcase. I'll just live here and uh, my social security and my SAG pension could cover yeah. things. And, yeah. You know, I might have a bad month, but whatever. Yeah. But we're but, going to uh, go to barbecue after this. I, uh, I could I, I move here and cl- clubs are calling me left and right. Hey, you want to fill in? So so and so got COVID. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. there. I know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's you know, it's been a, it's been a blessing, man. This is uh, Mrs. Fakewood. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tropicana. It's the Trop. I was uh, going to say the same thing. Um, and you have a book out where you kind of go through the whole your life, the stories, and the cover. I have a book. I love called, the cover uh, of the book. A life in comedy, which you inspired, by the way, L. I read Al's book because mm-hmm. I always wanted to write a book, and and uh, I didn't have the uh, I didn't know I didn't have the through line of what would carry the book, and I stole from Al. Mm-hmm. Al go. wrote his book with the intention of you know inspiring younger comics. How about a hand for the last guy? You know? I, have, you know, on the, I wrote it on a cruise over the summer, just being in my room and going. Yeah. To, you know, I have to go to the gym or smoke a cigar or whatever. You got a lot of free time. And so exactly I was like, I should just I, try to write a book. I don't know. Can and I, I, I was totally inspired because I figured I have all my own stories. And I have all my own. Um, but it was cool to be able to enlighten 
you know, they're, uh, uh, you know, young comics yeah. that are just mm. starting out. If they read it, it's a good book. It's, it's just, really it's based book. on my story, but it's also, uh, it enlighten, enlightens them to being a fly in the wall of a road comic, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, the main thing I wanted to bring out about the book is the loneliness of the right. job. Well, mm-hmm. that's the cover. I think your cover really captures it was a, the yeah. whole life, everything. And the cover, yeah. it's John, like on a, like a, the tram at the airport with your luggage. Just from the back, seeing you and and uh, looking up at the looking up at the board, look at the board uh, when my next flight is. Well, we're yeah. gonna, but the board says a life in comedy. Yeah, all right. By John Campanero. That's what the board. We'll says. put Perfect. the picture up here for our, our Patreon members to see. So, get a copy of it and uh, both of these books, um, and uh, check it all out. But uh, give us another story before we head on out of here over to barbecue, and uh, I don't know. No, but you Trigger inspired him. me. Oh, wow. You inspired me by that book. And uh, I remember I called you asking for your blessing that I, I didn't want you to think I was ripping you off. But uh, I knew all my stories were unto myself and unique. Sure. But, um, you know, but yeah. Wow. Wow. And yeah. you used to come to Vegas. You got a story, maybe Vegas back in the day, the Dunes Hotel. Comedy, yeah, you know. Comedy was, store. Who, you know, yeah, it, it was, man, it was, it was a great old hotel with a beautiful showroom hmm. and you know we would do five comics a night you know one after another and it was back in the mid 80s so vegas hadn't gone corporate yet it was right. still pretty much run by the, the mob you yeah know? yeah and you had to have nice you had to wear a sport coat in a casino whole different thing than yeah now. people I mean, really, wore yeah. gowns and dressed up nice and mm-hmm. uh it was it was cool to be able to work in that era where was the dunes? Uh, was He's it right on, where on the, the sh- uh, Bellagio is? Ah, that was the Bellagio, yeah, and it had a, its it? own golf course. Oh, wow. Wow. I remember golfing all the time with the other comics, and was so cool. They comped us, so it was you, you know, yeah. you walk right out of your room and in, into the back, and you're golfing. It was wow. just, yeah, it, it, it was it was it was a neat time because uh, sometimes we have a comic or like Larry Basil be opening up for Rodney across the street at Bally's or something. We'd right. all run over and watch the show. Oh, that's great. He'd get us in and we'd go and invite us into the, into the showroom, into the green room afterwards. And then, right. you know, you know, Ronnie's there with the robe, with the robe. With nothing on, you know, showing everybody his junk. And, and you're trying not to look. Oh, Jesus, does he know, does he know he's got his legs spread and he's showing everybody? Oh, he knows. They're, and they're almost hitting the ground. <laughs> so you got it for me too, by Rodney Green? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'll tell you. You got to let the boys breathe, boys. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that uh, that wow. was a, that was a cool that, time. Yeah, man. I, I enjoyed that era because uh, it also gave me another room to work. But I do remember one time, you know, I wasn't a gambler, but I got my check on a Sunday, mm-hmm. like two thousand or maybe twenty five hundred. At the end of the week, I cash it in and I start playing blackjack. Right. I lose the whole freaking thing. Ah, no. Thinking go- that I, I'm going to win it back. Sure. sure. Oh, and that was the last time that I was, ever played blackjack. Yeah, 1985. I felt like 
Such a loser I, and so bad yeah. going home with nothing to it's show It's the worst for. feeling in the world, yeah. I, the only thing I'll do is, like, if I come in October and there's a football game's going on on Sunday, I'll throw $25 yeah. on a three-team parley oh, yeah, just sure. to keep interested. Sure. Or a gun show. I, <laughs> I have never, <laughs> I've never pulled out a hammer or, you know. You never, never did a slot machine. Never nothing. did a slot no. machine. Never rolled the dice. Yeah. I, I, I just learned a bad lesson, you know. Yeah, that day. I had the same thing. I did Laughlin. And then I came to Vegas, so you do the two weeks. I had two checks. I went to the airport for the for the red eye. It was canceled. Oh. And they rerouted me till 7 a.m. So I had seven hours. So instead of staying at the airport, I cabbed it over to the MGM. And I thought, I'll have a glass of wine. I'll sit and I'll play a little video poker. And I'll kill mm-hmm. some time. Mm-hmm. And then I got a couple more wines. And then by the time I had you know a buzz on, I took my check and cashed that one. And I took both checks and went to the craps table. Wow! And over four hours, I, I had up to it was over. It was over ten grand. You're shitting. And me. I lost the whole thing, everything. I barely had enough money to get a cab to the airport <laughs> at seven ten, in the morning. Ten grand. So then I flew home back to New York, hung oh. over, and two weeks with nothing, oh. no pay. <laughs> and then that was the last time. Really, it's the last time I play. Like now, I'll throw. You know, every now and then, but. Barely anything. That's a lesson learned. Yeah, man. you learn it, it's man. It's a lesson learned. But that feeling of I'm a loser. I'm just such a loser. <laughs> and, I, and and I'm a That's sore loser feeling. to begin with. Yeah. So when I had nothing to show for it, man, it Ugh. stung. I, I guess I was fortunate in that regard because I just uh, I would play Texas Hold'em when it started. Yeah. You know, and you could put fifty bucks during the day. You could play for three, four hours. Yeah, yeah, poker's actually though. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a skill level. It's yeah, a it's skill not, to it. It's not just this gambling. Is, no, this no, is just. Yeah. Can you jank, Can you yank an arm? Is that a, oh, you're doing slots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so funny, you know, when you watch people first come to Vegas and they're all like excited that first night. We're gonna win, baby. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna do. This. They're up on your ass. Have you to seen check the in. last day, honey? Yeah. Come on, we're gonna miss the Uber. I got just enough for the Uber. God damn it! Hurry up. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so exactly. funny. Like I'm, I'm flying, I'm flying home. I'm flying home tomorrow morning. You know that it's nine o'clock. That flight is quiet. Oh yeah, oh, yes. that is a quiet oh, flight yeah. of losers going home. Oh, it's yeah. not like coming here. <laughs> the flights leaving. Oh, Vegas. they're sad, man. Sad, <laughs> City <are>. sucks. <laughs> Fuck Vegas. <laughs> Fuck this. The two different things. Oh, yeah. People coming and people going. Vegas, baby. Yeah. We're gonna spend wind. We're going to the shows. We're gonna gamble. But it's second to none when it comes to entertainment. This town has everything for everybody on all different levels, and you. You're going to get the best of the best, the cream of the crop. You're yeah. going to get, you know, it, it I've truly already had is family regard. members visiting me just because they want to go see a concert. Yeah. My sister came in last week to go see the Dewey Brothers. My other sister came in from Albuquerque. To, I took her to a hockey game because mm-hmm. they don't have hockey right. in Albuquerque. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just, uh, it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. And now the Raiders are here now. And, yeah, uh, I was going to go to the Raider game. I'm here. I'm home. I'm like the Bears are in town. I'm mm-hmm. going to the Bear game. Yeah, cheapest ticket five hundred dollars. Really? Gong show money yeah. once again. Gong show money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta do a <laughs> Harry, do you do uh, gong shows? Are they Any, still the? Gotta the bring thing? that back. Is the gong show still the thing. <laughs> Will anybody uh, remember <laughs> Chuck Bears? <laughs> well, John, yeah. it was great having you come on here. And uh, yeah. again, you you did an episode of the Two Dicks, and you really we I was watching some clips. You brought it home. You got the. You knew uh, your lines. You knew your lines. You knew your lines. And uh, that was it's more the, than we can say. Yeah, we did not. We know wrote our, it, and we couldn't. We didn't know. Remember I got to be honest with you. It was. It brought me back to you know. 
acting, which I did a lot of in enough in L.A. to get a, a SAG pension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just fun learning the lines again and, and, and delivering them and getting into and you knew your, your And you knew your mark. You knew your where yeah. to go. You knew your light. But like Haggy says, know your lines and hit the mark. <laughs> and on that note uh, Talking to his comedy podcast Bid you adieu Thank you so much for being on Bye bye Good luck in prison Don't forget to review us And rate us It really helps The Talking Dicks became friends At a very young age And the rest is history I'm losing my mind Patreon.com forward slash The Two Dicks, which is named after our web series. This is the Talking Dicks Comedy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. What? Done. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. We'll fix it in post, you son of a bitch. Okay, sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. Mm, Mary. Mm. 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 This was a mm. horrible mistake. Arr. Go to patreon.com slash forward the two dicks. If you shoot me, you won't see a cent of that money. Why? I think it ends on that. That's that's beautiful.